Welcome to Minute Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to investigate with us the movie Mission Impossible, one minute at a time. I'm Jonathan. I'm Chris. I'm Rick. I'm Julia. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Tabitha. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. Just like on Friends. You know what, guys? This is like Friends, because aren't we all friends? Yeah. 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 Some of us. Okay, so who's the... Okay, who's who then? Who's the Ross, yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's probably me. Actually, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Let me work on my karate. <laughs> Unagi. Unagi. Man, I'm always the Ross. Tastes like feet. <laughs> All right. We're in, we're in minute 104. And minute 104 begins with a fiery wreck. And it's about to hit Ethan. And ends... With Max. Max talking to Kittredge. So, guys, we've come full circle. There's no more action in this movie. We're all done, right? Oh, wait. <laughs> the first five seconds of this, uh, or first ten seconds of this entire minute is the final, fin- the, the finale. What, what am I trying to say? The finale? <laughs> finale? <laughs> finality. The grand finale. It's the fatality of the movie. Uh, the exploded. Helicopter is now rolling toward the train. Unfortunately, the train is now slowing down because it's probably incurred massive destruction to it. Everyone, I'm I'm surprised more people aren't on the on the ground in a few minutes when we see the inside of the cars. But this thing's been hit by a helicopter, or at least the blast of an explosion, and now the helicopter is rolling toward Ethan and almost kills him again, again, yep, for the third time. And physics all work perfectly in this. This is how it would be. Yep. If something was rolling towards you. I think the train is slowing down. I don't know why. I guess that's my question. That's in my notes. The train's already slowing down before it must the thing have been the explosion. It. If a train leaves London at 1.30 and a helicopter blows up behind it. <laughs> I hate story problems. I knew this day would come. I hate story problems. With the Spanish-French-German inside. And an old man underneath it. What's the drag <laughs> ratio of that helicopter? Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. If the old man is dropped off. That, that helicopter is uh, streamlined again. It is uh, aerodynamic. It has no sides, no top. It is just a ball <laughs> with some spinning oh, blades. No rotor. It's a death, it, death ball. Yeah, the, the no rotor. The no rotor is... The top noter is coming toward uh, Ethan. This is a cool shot. Uh, obviously, this was something that Brian De Palma wanted in the movie. I don't know that we need it. It's that last. Well, we do need it because we have to have the comic relief of the guy oh, yeah. fainting in the oh. background. Ooh. What the? Oh. Yeah. yeah, I think it's pretty easy to see the point of this shot. Ah, point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, you mean for, for a great, great trailer shot, last trailer shot, too. Hey, Rick, yeah. see that door over there? I'll go. <laughs> there's helicopters on the other side. Oh, yeah. There's a big helicopter. And, on the and other suction side. cuppies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's leaving. <laughs> For those of you that can't see him, Rick just left the podcast. So Wait, helicopter Rick, I had a question. <laughs> oh, no. Helicopter Rick's gone. What are, who are we going to ask now? Train Tabitha has a question for I helicopter I know. I really Rick. do have a question. Okay, I'm back. Okay, good. I wanted to make sure that door could be heard. <laughs> Because I have a helicopter question. So as these blades are coming towards him with all the destruction, would it still be making that regular propeller noise? 
that it's making. No, it seems that the, this helicopter is special in that when it blows up, its blades just become finely honed knives instead <laughs> of actually exploding and just flying away. You're not a helicopter, Rick. The fact that they're still spinning so quickly as the ball is rolling and burning and flying towards the train is quite remarkable because as soon as that helicopter explodes, there goes all of the engine power spinning those blades and those blades aren't going to keep spinning on their own that freely because they're hitting up against the ceiling and the walls and the ground and, and John the whole Boy. reason they get the whole <laughs> reason they get sharpened to a point is because they're knocking into things and so the fact that we're still getting so much helicopter sound it's like okay De Palma dial it back a little bit we get what you're trying to say how great would it be if that run that uh, blade slowly lines up right in front of his neck if uh, Jim's arm was just on it, <laughs> and it, like a shish kebab, oh, and it just like oh, it, it just kind of slaps, slaps Ethan like really slowly uh, across the face, or it's oh, like it wouldn't a even finger, be a the slap, just kind of like a... just kind of like pushes up against his nose. He's just like ah, be a Jim's tender la- caress. Jim gets the last word. Oh, that'd be awesome! <laughs> just like a hand just go by, but just before it crashes, it's like doing the come here signal. <laughs> 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 just like waving in the wind. That come hither beckon. Or if it's just Krieger's hand with that knife in it, and it's just getting even closer. So it's like <laughs> the knife is, his hand is stuck to the giant blade, but the hand is holding a knife, and it's like really close. It's like, oh no. Or the hand makes a fine cup shape in uh, <laughs> suction cups to Ethan's face. <laughs> just, just grabs his face. He's just like. That would be a good... And then the guy uh, faints behind him. Yeah, uh, whatever his name was, Daniel Christopher... I forget what his name is already. I can look at my notes. Schneider. Wallace. Yeah. You- in my notes, I called him Mr. Schneider. Yeah, David Schneider. I- uh, Gromit. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Bean, Gromit. whatever. He, uh, he, <laughs> he looks up and just does the... Oh! And falls over. Oh, Gromit. Now, that, that man guy, is a living cartoon. That guy was just telling them the last time he was talking to someone on the phone, you know... Keep going fast or speed up because this thing is going to hit us if we slow down. But the way the physics is working in this minute, I think the train is already slowing down before the helicopter even hits it. So did he – are they just not listening to him or <laughs> yes. has it been slowing down this whole time? What if he's yeah. not even a conductor? <laughs> <laughs> he's just a train enthusiast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were like – he was really excited and so they're like, here, you can go ride in the caboose, and you can wear this hat, and we'll give you, like, the equip. He's a make-a-wish kid. Yeah, and they give him, like, a little train pin, and he doesn't even have a real CB to the, you know, radio or anything to the front of the train. He's just pretending. So he's a make-a-wish kid. He's actually only 12 years old. Oh, he's got that, that old age disease. He's been ravaged then. <laughs> Poor kid. That just made this really sad, though. <laughs> to make a wish. That's, that's so much better. He's just a fake conductor. Yeah. <laughs> and like at the end of the scene, someone walks in and is like, what the hell are you doing in here? <laughs> You'll never believe what happened. His mom comes in and finds him there. Stewart. Stewart. That's a good name. <laughs> that's a good train train guy. Look train what kid. I can train do. Kid name. <laughs> My name's Stewart, and I love trains. <laughs> I apologize to all of you out there that do like trains. I like trains, but I'm not, I'm not. I don't like follow them around and take pictures of them or dress up like the people who drive them. Not anymore. He doesn't. 
Not anymore. No, <laughs> not since I when I turned forty. I said no more. <laughs> he had to go through a twelve step program for that, but you know he's he's mm-hmm. better now. All right, not to derail the conversation. Boo. But just, <laughs> yeah, got to keep it on track. There's your boo. But everybody after <laughs> after Ethan is thrown by this explosion, uh-huh. splatters against the windshield of the train and yet still lives is there anything that can actually kill ethan at this point no point. has he been point. cursed with <laughs> immortality that's one you didn't mean <laughs> <laughs> but seriously though is there any reason to worry about his ability to stay alive at this point no it was a well, weird it's a weird little extra scene to have i think it was just kind of to be like okay now it's over <laughs> i kind of like it though as far as like it's not really consequences because it's not ethan's well, I guess it is Ethan's fault that it blew up, but it's not. He's not the the cause of all of this stuff happening. But uh, but I like it that there is a a causation. I guess to like it's it's not like it just blew up and then everything's happy, fine. You know, at least there's yeah. How would something. it? How how happy would we be? I don't think it would work either with the music or with the pacing of the movie. If the thing blows up. And it just starts falling behind, and the train just keeps going. It's just him on the back of the train. Well, I guess they they probably needed a way for the train to stop because otherwise, we've seen how hard it is for him to stay on. It's amazing that he stayed on, but it, it's been very hard for him to like make any progress and climb forward. So, if yeah, the he train wouldn't be able stop, to get back up. He'd be like Indiana Jones riding the submarine, you know, to the island. He's he'd just be riding this train all the way to France. And that at some point that uh, windshield wiper is going to break. I don't know. I, don't know. I think it's made of animantium, and <laughs> yep. it's just not going to break. Okay, well that's an interesting idea. Which other property does Mission Impossible share a universe with? Does it share a universe with X Men, so you could have adamantium? Does it share a universe with Marvel, so that it can have vibranium? Or is it in that weird in between Avatar world that they're trying to make a series out of? I think it's made out of King Stash. It shares, uh, it's the Red Dawn universe. That's all I got. Oh, it's the uh, Cabin in the Woods universe. Oh, Something that has nothing to do with it that will never affect. (laughs) I got to find some movie that's so compartmentalized that it won't ever affect these movies. (laughs) It's the Cruiserverse. Hoping to put right. he's hoping to go home. Now he's been stuck in Ethan Hunt for too long. (laughs) (laughs) So if this movie's in the same universe as Red Dawn, does that mean that Matt played by Charlie Sheen from Red Dawn, is Emilio Estevez's Jack's brother. I like the way you think, Julia. Yes, that's exactly what's going on. Oh, and this is also the Roadhouse universe because Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. After the war, that's what he does. Is it then the Dirty Dancing universe with Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze as well? Those are their parents. Well, I haven't seen any babies in corners, so I can only assume... You know, Although I don't know, they really oh, put Claire sorry, in a corner. I was about to yeah. say they did put Claire in a corner in that one scene, so maybe it's not the Dirty Dancing universe. I don't know. She seems like she was kind of there voluntarily. Yeah. You know, here's a weird thing: there are no chi- there are never any children in any of these movies. No, there's not been a child, even part of the. Oh, oh. Uh, I'm sorry, Ghost Protocol. There's that one Russian child who's oh, he and his mother. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the scientist mom, uh, that family. Yeah, sorry. I saw the Maya. motion you made with your hand, but if you're only listening to the sound of that, that sounds like oh, that's a, they were, they, this one. You're just farting. <laughs> it was squelched. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you were on your way to like a 
Donald Duck impression or something. <laughs> I can't do For it. For our audio <laughs> listeners, Jonathan is creating a flat surface with his hand and drawing it across his neck while making that yeah. awful farting We've sound. all seen the Gardens of the Galaxy. <laughs> Knife to the throat means death. <laughs> Finger to the throat. Yep. Finger to the throat means death. For our audio death. listeners. As we're talking and we have the video playing... It keeps, you know, eventually going back to the conductor popping up out of the window, and I catch it out of the corner of my eye, and it really is just comical. Yeah, it's hilarious. I mean, it's it's not bad. No, but no, I mean, I mean, when you when you watch it as a whole, the tension is so high in the theater or on TV or whenever you're watching it that this little comic bit makes you relax after yeah, everything you've true. just watched for the last. 10, 15 minutes from yeah, the second they get on true. the train. I mean, I'd also been okay with Ethan looking at him, kind of like, Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could see Ethan turning around looking to him and be like, hey, can I can I get in there? Can you open the door for me? Like, oh, he does That'd the little roll down the window motion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talking hand motions? You know what? Ugh. My kids have no idea what that is. No, neither does mine. <laughs> They're like, well, what, what kind are you of doing? Do you do for power windows, just like a. They, they push point. the button like that. Yeah. <laughs> Can you? Button? You just point your finger down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the tension is broken, and uh, we go into uh, mood lighting and in, inside the car, and we're back, and Luther's back. It's it's your first uh, it's your first Luther in a while. Yeah, he's out of the bathroom. He was in, he. Uh, we had said last week he was Chris Farling, or this week, or yeah, last <laughs> week he was Chris Farling in the bathroom. He literally has hands out and his feet on the door to keep Kittredge out. So obviously, either they broke the door down, or he finally said, "Hey, I saw Jim. Hey, I'm on your side." Luther opened the damn door. I'm more. I'm betting it with Kittredge. It's Luther opened the damn door. I feel like whenever I'm around, Luther gets stuffed into these little enclosed spaces. <laughs> Last time I was here, he was yeah. in the back of the fire truck, hotboxing himself because they had burritos at craft services, and now he's stuck in the bathroom. We'll, ma- we'll make sure to give you those minutes in the next films, too, when they, they stick them in the cramped little spots. Because <laughs> in every film they do, it seems. you know. Yeah, and Luther's back. He's got the knocked list. He's giving it to Kittredge. Kittredge is leaning over Max, and Max starts spouting off some uh, legal speak. She's saying, this is entrapment. There's no jurisdiction. Wait until my lawyer gets a hold of this. That's pretty go- That's pretty ballsy. Vanessa Redgrave also sells it, but you know, yeah. it for yeah. she's literally been caught red-handed with a CIA knock list. At this point, I don't know if it really matters how you got that knock list. Yeah, it's also it's, not it's, entrapment if you turned an agent bad and then yeah. got the isn't, knock isn't list. Isn't that, that entrapment agent. as well? <laughs> yeah, they, they, maybe she's saying she's it's just, entrapment. She's just trying to throwing spaghetti at the wall at this point. She's like, somebody's got to stick. <laughs> I was just saying maybe. Maybe she's saying it's entrapment because they had the necklace in the first place, so she had to steal it, or you know. I don't know. It's, it seems a little sticky, and the jurisdiction thing, and then and then out of nowhere, Kittredge says, "Let let's leave the courts out of it." It's a really weird conversation. Are we gonna get a The Rock situation? Not. Are we gonna get Kittredge after dark? <laughs> not <laughs> the Rock. Not the Rock, as in the Rock who is in the Fast and Furious movies, but I mean the movie The Rock. Are we There's gonna get a foreign one. national? Held without trial? Is that what they're going to do? What with are you Max? talking about? CIA is going to. Oh yeah, it's Sean Connery again. It's is, Sean uh, Connery. Is that gonna? Is that what the, he's Kittredge is planning to do to Max? I don't know. I mean, you put the right type of music behind that statement, and he's leaning in and says, "Well, maybe we'll just leave the courts out of this one." And then Max fires back with, "I'm sure we can find dot dot dot." You put the right music behind that whole different connotation. Yeah, I, 
she everything Vanessa Redgrave says sounds sexual in the last mm-hmm. part of this movie like she's in all the movies throughout everything she says in this well, movie it yeah she is part. very she's very into Ethan this whole this whole time yeah. but yeah it, I don't know if she's being coy or if she's just used to winning but she says she she's basically going to say it gets cut off in this minute she's basically saying I'm sure there's something we I I have that you need I like the idea of Max having something that Kittredge might need like Two days ago, she saw a tanker that could hold that. No, she saw a rig that can hold that tanker. You want to get out of here? You talk to me. <laughs> it is so fun watching Julia's face as Rick does these impersonations. and she, It's like watching someone being drained of their like energy. Life essence. It's hilarious. But you, you are right, Rick. I think it, I think it's one of these things where she knows some. I mean, she's an arms dealer. I'm sure she's. And they said that she's actually turned other agents, so she's gonna she's gonna flip on everybody. I doubt this is her first time being caught. I mean, just the way she says it is like she's been through this before. Her lawyers get her out. Um, you know, this isn't her first rodeo with with that either. Yes, I think she is. Uh, I think she has a lot of experience with a lot of different things and this happens to be one of the things which is being caught by the police <laughs> i think kittredge gives her gives her that out because him saying at least the way he says let's leave the courts out of this it doesn't sound threatening to me it sounds like he's offering something or he's inviting an offer yeah i think because what's he going to get out of this he gets to put someone in jail that sells arms he knows that she's more powerful to him out there probably he probably is going to yeah. turn her yeah I'd start using her to do other things. That way he can get back some of the, cause Kittredge is, you know, at a point where he had a more, <laughs> let's go over Kittredge's problem right now is that he's in charge of the IMF. Two of his team members were spies and traitors. And one of those guys murdered his own wife. And he's the guy who's been working there for like 40 years. So Kittredge has to clean up. He's going to, I think this is the beginning of him cleaning up. He's going to clean this up. He's going to reavow Luther. He's going to bring Ethan back. Everybody's going to, everything's going to look like a big win. So I think that's what this whole minute is about. I I agree, Jonathan. It's not, he's not, he's definitely not threatening her. I'm going to assume that by the time we get to Mission Impossible 2, he's like head of the Department of Defense or something like that, or Secretary of State or something weird like that. That's, that's kind of his end game, I think, more than anything. Or Vice President. You know, I wish like we that. kept some of our some of our uh, CIA contacts, but every movie they're different. Except for up until the, now, um, it's it's the last yeah. two. So what did he? What did Kittredge do to to Luther? Because uh, Max here looks so calm and smooth, and maybe that's just her thing. But Luther looks like he just got his hand caught in the cookie jar maybe because he's still disavowed, he's and this is his old boss that fired him and yeah. made him into a man without a country. They didn't make any deals. I don't know how much time they had to make any deals, I guess. Finally Depends on how long he was in the potty. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> or what they were doing between, you know, the last time we saw them and here, you know. I assume it was something where he, because when uh, Kittredge looks at the his wristwatch and sees Jim, Barnes is still trying to get in that. So I, I assume he just told him something. That's where this minute ends. I wonder, there is a voice that you can hear and they're actually included in the subtitles and i just called them belligerent passenger (laughs) someone in that train car is yelling at an engineer saying look we cannot just be sitting around okay we need and then it trails off because luther starts talking and i gotta wonder what kind of deal that kittredge can get that guy (laughs) to not you know 
complain against the train service. Beverage of some sort. <laughs> I'll give you a voucher. How about that? Oh, like Southwest? <laughs> bag of peanuts. Drink. Little thing of, of uh, caviar. Well, I, I mean, they're on a train. All, all trains stop. I know that the, it's a fast train, but I can't even imagine. I mean, all trains stop eventually. Yeah. Well, this minute doesn't have a ton going on, but we're going to try and do some tech of the apps. All right, here we go. Tech of the app. I'll go first this time. The <laughs> knock list disc? I mean, really, what is there left? There's nothing left. We're at a point where we, we've, we've run out of stuff. Uh, now, if I have to go anything, helicopter blades. I like them sharpened to a point like that. I wish all helicopter blades had sharpened points, and that's how they were normally. How much cooler? I mean, helicopters are cool already. How much cooler would they be if they were always giant spikes that spun? That's awesome. <laughs> Imagine that. It's like a helicopter like with Freddy a Mohawk. Kruger helicopter. Oh, it'd be so cool. I don't know why you, I don't know what you, when you said Mohawk, I thought mullet. And so I was imagining a helicopter with a mullet. <laughs> it's one of those Cars movies, right? Or planes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a MacGyver helicopter. MacGyver copter. Jonathan, what about you? Oh, oh, geez. Uh, MacGyver copter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> MacGyver copter. Uh, I, I hate to second that, uh, that wiper blade, but it's still it's still hanging on. All right, I got nothing yeah, for two. Two, you're gonna do with the wiper blade. Tabitha, what about you? Oh, I was gonna do the adamantium wiper blades. Mm. What? I know. No, family's I hung up on that, just like him. Um, I'm gonna go for the. I don't even know. Say the train. The train? No, don't say the train. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't say. The I'm not saying the train. I was thinking of something with the um. Pixar train conductor there. I'm going to say his hat because it makes him look official, like he's having a good time. Well, you could go with him as a whole character. He's I will the go with of the app. him as a whole character. Oh, Because he just Little pops guy. up there and he gives us re- comic relief after such a tense, stressful moment. Let's let uh, Julia go so she can get hers out <laughs> before someone picks it. <laughs> right? I'm going to go with the train that picked the perfect moment to stop. Awesome. No no sooner, no later, but the perfect moment. Yes. Almost like it's like a movie. Right. All right, Rick, I've I've lifted the band. You can talk about the helicopter. As much as I would love to talk about the helicopter, I actually have to give Tech of the Up to the emergency lighting within the train because it changes to a lovely hue of be aware orange slash red. But at the same time, it still keeps the light level up in the cabin so people can see what they're doing. Mm. It's both informative and convenient. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Chris, what about you? I was going to do the lights, too, so I, I second him. I second it. The lights in that, those, those it's uh, like emergency light. lights. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, and it's are, nice are the, are the DP. I mean, one, one of the two. Okay. You know, yeah, we've thing. been seeing. I mean, everything we've seen in the past 10 minutes has been gray, black, or white. A little blue, but now we're finally got some uh, earth tones again. This is our last scene with every major character, and, and it's got a, it's, it's a great tracking shot on the outside into the mm-hmm. into the inside of the the train, which is typical to Palma, which is great. I love that. Yeah, say goodbye to Kittredge, Barnes, Max, Mathis. We'll see Luther again, but this is a uh, train conductor. Say goodbye to the fake train conductor. Goodbye, fake Bye. train conductor. Bye. Bye, Stewart. Yeah. Bye, Wallace. 
Stuart. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys later. (laughs) Don't forget I love trains. (laughs) We won't, Stuart. You bring it up all the time. And you're only 12. Leave him alone. He's only 12. 12. I'm only 12, but I look like I'm 47. Because he's got that Wallace disease that turns people into looking like Wallace Wallace and Gromit characters. It turns little kids into that and makes them look like they're 40 years old. It's an awful disease. Need to, it's an awful, awful disease. We need to start a collection to send to an orthodontist. <laughs> That's half this cast. <laughs> well, that's a good place to end our tech of the app for this episode. And then we're going to come back tomorrow and finish up this week uh, with minute 105. Uh, hopefully Tabitha, Jonathan, Julia, Rick, Chris, me, Stuart, the fake train conductor. I'll be there. Okay, great. He'll be there too. <laughs> Is there a train in it? No, there's not a train, but they talk about a train. Well, that's okay. I can listen to them talk about a train. My, I don't know where the voice is going. It's kind of all over the place. It's kind of Pee Wee Hermony. It's gained sentience. It's got a life of its own. Yeah, yeah I'll get, I'll get it three episodes in, but unfortunately we only have one more. Um, so. We'll see you guys uh, tomorrow for 105. I've been Jonathan. I've been Chris. I have been Rick. And I have been Julia. I've been Jonathan. And I am still Tabitha. Good night, everybody. See you tomorrow. This minute will self-destruct. That was cool, too. I like these explosions. Because, I mean, we could always do, so no one told you life was going to be this way. Okay, we have claps now. (laughs) We were were more in sync with that one than we were with any other claps throughout the entire run of this.